2: All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot happened over the weekend. A lot to get to. Um, Republicans want to cut border security funding. Yeah, that that's according to the
3: liar-in-chief, President Joe Biden. <laughs> Look at Robbins. He looks yeah. so confused. Oh, well, you just said that, and I'm like, what's the punchline? He said that? So He said this. So he posted
4: on Twitter this photo from he his... He didn't. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, somebody in the White House who can still speak English wrote this for him. Uh, But it's the picture uh, from his one and only trip to the border in El Paso, where he's shaking hands with a couple of uh, Border Patrol officers who are in a a tactical vehicle, and he's smiling, he's got the aviators on. (laughs) And then he writes... MAGA House Republican proposals would slash funding for border security, a move that could allow nearly 900 pounds of fentanyl into our country. It's just 900 pounds? Because I think it's been a lot more than that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we need more resources to secure the border, not less, says
3: Joe Biden. Right, of course. True international depression. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Dude,
2: they just keep doing this. he just say that? How does he just say that? all you know to answer the question i guess it's because there's a certain percentage of the country that actually believes it when they hear it Mm -hmm. because they never hear otherwise they're in a bubble i don't know how else to explain it well part of it too i think is is
4: gaming uh media in general and gaming online media in general so if you like you know you put enough of this stuff out there most people will never see the tweet itself but if you were to hit the google machine And Mm -hmm. say Joe Biden border security funding One of the top results you're going to get Is a quote from Joe Biden Saying that House Republicans Want to defund border operations And he wants to uh, Increase funding For border security So you'll never actually get the truth of it But you know somebody just sort of going through uh, The Google machine And whatnot Will see that headline and say Okay yeah so Joe Biden wants more Republicans want less I better vote blue
2: Okay, so before we go on to the other stuff that happened over the weekend and the stuff that's in the news, what do you think is the best way to try to inform people? Because I think most people would say, hey, if you know about this and you have a friend, relative, whatever, that really thinks that, you know, Republicans want to cut border security funding, that you do that in a nice and loving way. Or is it time to start shaming people, saying, how could you be such a moron? Are you that gullible? Yeah. Do you only get your news from one source? Have you ever been taught critical thinking skills in your life? I'm not saying that's the right way to go about it, by the way. I'm not. (laughs) I'm asking you the question, David. That
4: would make for a very awkward Thanksgiving. No, I think it's just... (laughs) You share don't you know? I know that a lot of people have been brainwashed into thinking that Fox News is just this evil conspiracy theory writing right writing website and all that stuff. No, share articles from local news sources on the ground, and just oh, say, that's a "Great idea!" You know, tell them, "Look, this is what the ABC affiliate El Paso had to say about this," and just show them the overwhelming amount of evidence that something has changed at least in the last couple of years when it comes to the border and well you might be able to put two and two together
2: and say hey maybe joe biden's policies haven't helped or is it okay to ask the simple question hey kamala she was down there to find out the root causes Mm -hmm. did she figure that one out yet how about mayorkas he said the border was secure so why do we have a problem those are easy questions aren't Mm -hmm. they I think half the people just don't really want to know the truth. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of bury the head in the sand. I've had these beliefs forever. I've trusted NBC for the last 50 years, and I'm not going to stop now. Yeah.
3: Well, if you asked Mayorkas that question, he'd say we don't have a problem there. <laughs> he'd just say that. Of I course mean... he
2: would. Yes. Okay. Let's move on to the big rally that happened in Texas over the weekend. Donald yeah. Trump.
4: Yeah, Donald Trump held a campaign rally in Waco over the weekend. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the interesting thing to me is I've watched – Uh, most of the speech is that a lot of it had to do with just him and him airing out grievances Mm -hmm. and not necessarily in the funny way that he used to. There was never really the tying into here's how this is a bigger deal. It was all about, you know, going after political enemies. And of course, I mean, he has every right in the world to do it. And I think obviously what's happening with the Manhattan district attorney who's trying to indict him apparently for the payout to stormy daniels from 2016 i mean that's garbage everybody knows it's garbage yep um but man it's like when you're making the case that you should be re-elected to me you got to be telling people why how can i improve your life and a lot of it seemed to be uh focused
2: on his own issues Yes, we've seen that in the past. Yeah, But he, then he would kind of bring it back around yeah. to how this is going to be better for you. Mm-hmm. I, but, you know, I I read about it, but I hadn't heard the audio. But you actually heard it and saw it.
4: Yeah, I, I thought this was kind of interesting. So he's been going after the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, a whole lot because he sees Ron DeSantis, who's not even formally running for president yet, as his biggest threat in the Republican primary. For the 2024 presidential election, um, and when he was teeing off on Ron DeSantis over the weekend, it is kind of interesting how muted the reaction seemed to be from the crowd. And this kind of reflects what we've talked about, to me at least. And I don't want to—I don't want to taint the jury here, so I guess just roll it out.
2: Okay,
5: roll it. And I said, I can't give you an endorsement. There's no way you can win. You're dead. I said, you can't win, can you? He can win. Sir, if you endorse me, I'll win. Please. Please, sir, endorse me.
2: He's talking about DeSantis when he was yeah. governor. Or yeah. running for governor. Running for governor the first time. OK, so he was begging. Yeah. That's what Trump's saying. I got it.
5: So what happened is I said, let's give it a shot, Ron. And I endorsed him, and he became like a rocket ship. Within one day, the race was over. He got the nomination. Then he had a run against a man who was the hottest in all of politics. Now, he turned out to be a crackhead. (laughs) But I did rallies for Ron that were massive rallies. We then got him the election. He said, I don't think I can make it because the other guy was really popular, believe it or not. He was going to be the next president of the United States. But that didn't work out too well. They caught him in a crack den.
2: (laughs) Crack den. (laughs) Okay, the enunciation there is classic Trump yeah. for sure.
5: Of course, anything goes in politics today. He could maybe make a maybe he's going to make a comeback.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What I, what I noticed though, when he's calling Andrew Gillum, that's the the Democrat who's running against Ron DeSantis the first time around. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a lot more laughter going after Andrew Gillum than there was him going after uh, Ron DeSantis, and I. I don't know, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it just seems like there are a lot of people in my life I know who, who absolutely want Trump to be the nominee. They want Trump to be president and, be, and win the, the 2024 election. Yep. But they don't hate Ron
2: DeSantis either. No. No, this is a different deal, man. This is like being in a room where you got someone that's ripping on people and people are laughing, but <laughs> then they start ripping on someone that most of the people there like, and it's a different reaction. Yeah. And, no, I don't think you're reading too much into that. You know, the other part is, okay, let's say that, yeah, Ron went begging to Trump, please endorse me. Okay, that's fine. I think people are judging DeSantis now on the job that he's done as governor of Florida, and people love what he's done. I mean, he's fighting all the time. I mean, there's an onslaught of everything from the left, and he seems to be doing well fighting it all. And you can't help but think, well, done hey i'm here to help not to hurt but you endorsed dr oz and he got beat by a guy guy that couldn't talk yeah you know you endorsed a lot of people in the fall of 22 that didn't win so i mean where are we now what are you going to do now i think is the question well where's the vision part about joe biden
3: and where america is rather than pound of flesh speeches
2: I suppose he thinks That's my it, question. Well, I mean, he, he's thinking this is like it was, you know, in 2015, and i got to take out my competitors one by one, and DeSantis is the big one right now, maybe the only one. So he's going to continue to do that, but I don't know if it's going to be successful or not.
3: Well, We'll see. we got plenty of time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I saw this over the weekend. Um, there's a big UFC fight in San Antonio at the AT&T Center. And Holly Holm. If you've heard that name before, you're like, "Wow, yeah, where where do I remember Holly Holm? She was the first person to beat Ronda Rousey back in 2015. And at age 41, um, she's trying to become a champion again. And so she wins her fight. And the reason this is in the news is because after she was successful in the fight, she had a message for the crowd. And the message was all about protecting our kids from being sexualized and i thought holy smokes man this is really something
6: and really sad the of our children right and
2: so you know you're wondering okay what's that about then you know after-fight presser she talked about it a little bit more
3: use your post-fight speech to use a platform I believe to um, sort of speak out against the sexualization of children mm-hmm. I'm curious if you wanted to use your platform again now to sort of go into further detail
6: you know there there's a lot of things I don't ever want to be uh, not like a r- real political person i don't like to put that stuff on, on any of my social media or because I think there's just. but there's also just right and wrong and I feel like everybody should be on the, the same side on that I don't
2: Okay, stop there for a second. I think there are so many people that are in that camp. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This shouldn't even be about politics. This is about protecting kids. You're prescribing puberty blockers and mutilating their genitals after, what, two visits because you're confused about your identity? This is absolute insanity. So I love the fact that she took the opportunity— to actually speak
6: it. I don't feel like that has anything to do with left side right side or anything like that. I feel like everybody should be wanting to protect our children. And and there there's there's stuff that is there's a lot of child trafficking and I mean that's like the extreme part but it there's there's a lot of a lot of levels to it. Um you just see it almost being more accepted and I think that that's really sad. Um so I just feel like we should all do what we can. I know it's like A lot of people don't even know what to do, but if I can at least have a voice on it, then that's something I can speak out on it. And it's just to get everybody together to to protect children. uh, Childhood is really affects people in their in their long term life too. I mean,
2: um, she just goes on to say everybody can use their voice on that. We should all be on the same side. This is the weird thing, right? I mean, why is this divisive? Because I don't.
3: I mean, I really can't wrap my head around it.
2: Because you have the people that want it to happen keeps saying, if you don't affirm, these kids are going to kill themselves. And people believe it. And, you know, a little bit later, I'll play you part of an interview from someone who is a counselor to these kids that now feels terrible about what she's done and wants to alert everybody, this is uh, not the way to go about it. Yeah, I mean, it's like the school thing, right? I mean, there was
3: a time and I recall it, that you, they were demanding parents, get involved. Get involved. Get involved with your kid's education. Be involved. Be a parent. Be... No, don't be a parent. Let us do it. We got it. <laughs> Leave them alone. I mean, it's a complete 180.
2: It's early in the week for you to know, lose but your crap. Good
3: golly. I mean, I don't know why we can't agree on some things. I, it, yes. This doesn't make any sense to me.
2: No, doesn't make sense to a lot of people.
3: Don't get involved in your kids' schooling. I got it. <laughs> if they want to be called a different name. Don't worry. I got it.
2: All right. Much more to get to, including Utah banning kids from using social media without parents' approval. Uh oh. All coming up all right the Markley van camp and Robbins show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins anybody see how much cool military stuff the taliban has now yeah they, made a, they made a calendar <laughs> so boy, well, they got all these photos well yeah i've seen them all yeah after we withdrew from afghanistan in august of 2021 and we were talking about hey what about all the equipment that we have there and then the powers that be at the time said it's best just to leave it behind. Yeah. What? Billions of dollars worth of stuff, just leave it behind? The Taliban's going to have it. Ah, what are they going to do to repair it? They don't yeah. have the parts. All right, we took the spark plugs out. So with <laughs> these photos that uh, the Taliban released, they mentioned the Ministry of Defense for Afghanistan said 300 destroyed vehicles in the 205th Army Corps were restored talking about intermediate military vehicles that were destroyed and unusable now ready for use by the technical team of the abu da brigade of the batter army Mm -hmm. well okay so you're talking about 150 trucks 125 humvees some assault tanks um humvee ambulances Um, It says it should be mentioned that hundreds of other vehicles have also been restored due to the efforts of the engineering and technical teams of the Ministry of National Defense. You got that.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, their their industry started
2: churning out creepers
3: Mm -hmm. so they could all get under it.
2: Well, they had that new program with the women to learn how to fix these things. Yes. Oh, wait a second. No, they didn't. Um, Don't they know the world is watching? I thought they did. That's what, what was thought. going to deter
3: them. What about the world is watching them repair tanks?
4: Yeah. What, what what happened to the strongly worded letters? I'm not not.
2: Mm. I don't know, man. Our I, Secretary of State seemed to be on it. We we sent letters to people. The world was watching, and <laughs> they didn't seem to care. It's <laughs> really strange. We, we warned this. them too. I, I, that was one that, we warned them.
4: If Joe Biden tries to uh, start going on a massive gun grab in this country, like he'd like to do. Mm-hmm. I think you just need to start identifying as a Taliban member.
2: <laughs> He'll let you keep it. Yeah. Yeah, better off just keep that one. That's all right. <laughs>
4: but, but no, the world is watching,
2: okay? Right. That's our tax dollars, man. Billions of dollars. Somebody mentioned, you know, no one got fired. No. No. They're all still there. Someone else r- reminded, yeah, there was one person that got fired. It was the person that complained. What are we doing? Right.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that now, yeah. He got booted out of the service.
2: See you later. (laughs) Wow, man, what an absolute debacle. News out of Utah. This is spread across the country. They just became the first state to ban kids from using social media without their parents' approval. Set to go into effect of March 1st of next year. So the governor signed two bills designed to shield kids from social media and protect their mental health. The second bill... Basically says, and see if you understand it this way: the companies like TikTok can't intentionally make their apps addictive. If they do, parents and kids can sue them now.
3: What does that mean?
2: Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's tough, man. See, I, what does that mean? Yeah, I think
4: opening them up for lawsuits is maybe I, I can kind of see that because I mean they they did the same thing with other companies that were harming children, uh, tobacco companies being the biggest mm-hmm. one when it came to advertising, but. I mean, the whole idea of developing any sort of product is to get people to keep coming back and wanting more. So I I don't really understand that part of it. Like, how do you ban someone from creating a, a service that someone wants to use?
3: Well, who determines yeah. what's addictive and what right.
2: isn't? Yeah. They're going to go after the food companies, too? Yeah. I, I doubt it. Um, they said what it would look like is everyone in Utah would have to verify their age to use social media sites like Instagram or TikTok, whatever. Um, And even with a parent's permission, kids won't be able to access social media between 10.30 p.m. and 6.30 a.m. So under 18 accounts would be blocked from scrolling for those eight hours. I don't mind that at all. I like the effort. I don't know how workable it's all going to be. I don't know either, man, but but it's it's really interesting. Laws
3: that don't affect me, I'm okay with.
2: (laughs) Oh, you got to hear this audio. We'll get to in a second. Regrets of a trans care specialist. This is wild. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Gen Xer, Millennial, and, of course, the Sexy Boomer. So I heard this podcast. It was Jordan Peterson talking with Sarah Stockton, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist. Okay. Long story short, um, she really regrets what she's done over the last several years because she has helped kids to transition. And now seeing what she hadn't been taught before she started doing this, and now the damage that has been done, um, she's trying to write it the best she can. And I guess she's hearing from people all over the world that are in this field that want to speak up, but have an incredible amount of fear. Um, She's a clinical supervisor of a psychotherapy group practice in central New York. And so, She actually published one of the very first mental health assessments utilized to assess youth's readiness to begin medical treatment for gender transition. So that's what she did the first part of her career. And she would actually teach medical facilities and doctors and schools how to provide what is commonly known now as gender confirming or gender affirming care. She was at the forefront of that. Um, part of the interview, she actually talked about the first time she talked to a detransitioner and how it had an effect on her.
7: Seen a lot of concerns. One of the things that really surprised me in life was when I met my first detransitioner. And one of the things that was really surprising about that was when they were my client originally, they had no gender dysphoria. They had no body dysphoria. They moved away to Mm. California, and they were gay and they transitioned and and fully facial reconstruction. I came back and I didn't recognize them and they said they made a mistake. And I was like, how did this happen? I, I worked with you three years. I never heard you discuss body. And it's an option, like you said, about modern day conversion therapy, that it would be probably just easier if I was female instead of being gay. And they transitioned, and they made a mistake. And that was my first, like, wow, this is happening to people who didn't even have body dysphoria.
2: She goes into that a lot of cases of now, if you are gay, they're trying to get you to transition if you're a younger person. It's crazy. Because it used to be with gender dysphoria, you felt like you were in the wrong body for years and years. Mm-hmm. And now kids are coming in, well, I felt that way for six months. Yeah. Okay, let's get you on the path. Puberty blockers. Everything else. Shouldn't
3: there be or is there that I don't know about an uprising within the gay community that there, they're trying to talk gay people into doing this?
4: Yeah, there, there is. Uh, a, a pretty, I'm just not
3: hearing about it, I guess.
4: Uh, you hear about it from time to time. But a lot of times, too, there are folks in that community that are also afraid. Because, I mean, listen, the, the trans activist class is vicious. Yep. They are vicious, and they can make sure that there is real-world consequences for what whatever you say against them. And so if you are in an area or in a particular uh, field for your job that tends to skew more liberal, there's a real
2: threat that you, will,
4: you can lose everything if you speak out against it. That's if,
2: part of her yeah. fear right now, that it's going to happen. They're actually going to document from here on out how her career is affected interesting yes very much so well and jordan peterson talked about out there the new definition of woman now
0: horrendous complexity of well full surgical transformation which first of all isn't possible except in the most in the shallowest possible manner i mean you can build a man a vagina that will function badly for sexual purposes but it has none of the other functions of the actual parts, and it's as if we've reduced, this is something I find particularly reprehensible, it's as if we've reduced the concept of woman to um, whole, usable for sexual
4: activity. Have You ever heard it put that way before? Well, I mean, we kind of joke about it, but there was actually an effort to rename, you know. rename women as people who have a front hole Yes. Like, that's crazy. Man. As soon as he said that, I'm like, the front hole thing, holy mackerel. That's, I mean, it, it is completely wild. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think it's also interesting that this woman, who is a professional in, in in this field, would not realize along the way that this was wrong. Or it would take uh, some pretty profound uh, moments in her life to get her to understand how bad this was. And it's kind of this concept That I mean, I I refer to it as the idiocy of expertise, which is when you get so deep into a particular field of study that you lose sight of common sense.
2: Well, and you believe what's being taught to you by the people that you hold in high regard, the professors. It's nuts, man. You know, I got more clips of this to play throughout the show a little bit later on because, I mean, you're going to get to what they're teaching some kids in fifth grade, um, different different things that's happened to her son, actually. Um, You know, as far as kids identifying as what they feel, she's already dealt with kids identifying as animals. I mean, all this happens because it's madness. And
7: I don't want to... I, I hope no one hears disrespect towards the LGBT community. I work a great deal with them. But I want to go back to our professional standards. Just this year, we in my profession, they release a LGTP, LGTB.
2: She even has trouble with it. Plus it's okay.
7: Guidelines. And I don't mean to be funny, but that plus really makes me nervous. I don't know what that means. And I don't know what the protective class of that means. I will tell you that I have kids identifying as, as animals, right? those things are happening it was a joke when we started oh now you're gonna have someone identifying as a lamp right and i'm telling you people are coming in with
2: yeah remember we joke about age you just identify as a different age Mm -hmm. oh listen
7: the trans ageism is right there i mean if you can feel like a boy if you can feel like a boy you can feel like a child
4: yeah Mm -hmm. It's fascinating, man. I, I can't wait for this to catch on, man. Again, I am going to absolutely crush the other kids at T-Ball.
2: It's going to be awesome. <laughs> if you ever wanted the answer, when's it going to be David? Today, <laughs> That day. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a professional T-Ball league? <laughs> we'll get to more of that a little bit later. It's this time of the show. We do this uh, every day about this time. Looking at stories all over the place. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention today, David. What's your story?
4: So we talked about this movement before. Publishing companies have started hiring so-called sensitivity readers. They're censors. They censor speech that is deemed harmful. Uh, Do you realize,
3: do you realize, and I just want to interject this right now. uh Do you realize that sensitivity readers get paid to be sensitivity readers? Yep. So they can never run out of targets because they run out of money.
4: <laughs> They'll just—it's it, yeah. got to
3: continue. This thing just feeds on itself after a while.
4: So, sure. So they've gone yes. after, Gah. you know, Dr. Seuss, Raul Dahl. Uh, now they're going after mystery writer Agatha Christie because she Agatha has, some, Christie. yeah, she has some language that is deemed harmful by 2023 standards. I mean, you're talking about a woman who was writing starting out what the 1930s. Yeah. So I mean. So yeah, there probably is some language that's not up to the standards of wokeism in 2023. But now it's we <laughs> gotta censor it and put out new editions of it. The The Telegraph was the first one to flag this. Uh, like, there's one line about children from 1937's Death on the Nile. Yeah. Uh, a character complains uh, about children. They come back and stare and stare, and their eyes are simply disgusting, and so are their noses. And I don't believe I really like children. The edited version just says they come back and stare and stare, and I don't believe I really like children. Uh, The word native was replaced by the word uh, local, and there are other things that are insensitive. But I I think this sort of completely loses sight of why literature is important to study because you do actually – it's a time capsule. Yes. You understand? I yes. mean, like, am I going to sit here like one of the phrases that's offensive uh, was Indian temper? Am I going to sit here and say we need to be able to say Indian temper? No. But at the same time, when you're just completely erasing what. <laughs> when you're completely erasing history and the time capsules that literature provide for us. Mm-hmm. You're doing damage to humanity and to generational knowledge that gets passed down. It's not just about Agatha Christie, but it's it's about what we know about ourselves moving forward. You can't just whitewash things away and make everything better.
2: That's what they want to do. Oh, absolutely. They want to erase it all.
3: Shania Twain has man. I feel like a person.
2: <laughs> man, I feel like, I feel front like a
3: front
4: hole haver.
2: All right, Scott, what's your story?
3: Well, I'm moving to Idaho for this one. Uh, Now, you guys know, and I know you know for sure, Jamie, there is a nationwide shortage of drugs. What are you talking about? Including the lethal injection drugs. And I say this because we all have problems filling prescriptions sometimes, right? Yeah, Adderall's bad. Yeah, we know that. Well, it's happening all over the place, and one of those is the lethal injection drugs. So Republican governor there, Brad Little signed a bill that would allow the death penalty to be enforced via a firing squad. Mm -hmm. The measure is going to pass, and it will become law, and it's going to start now. Well, Gavin Newsom weighed in. He said, because he's always spot on with his takes, the GOP are so pro-life, they believe death by firing squad is humane. (laughs) (laughs) Holding the lives of vicious criminals above those of innocent, unborn children? Yeah, that's a great comparison, you jag. (laughs)
2: This you really got to, got yourself wound up today. Well, Did you lose something in your brackets? Did they break? <laughs> are this? you kidding me? Did something happened because you seem like you're in a mood today, man. For sure. I had three sweatshirts and a hat. I wore them
3: all, <laughs> and they all lost. Every are you single, serious? Yes, every single okay. one. Okay. Wow. Every single one. I tell you what. My Gonzaga hat on, loser. Yeah. Kansas, loser. Mm-hmm. On and on it went.
2: Yeah, I would imagine. I knew there was something going on. I oh, Illinois Illinois
3: was my first one.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'll make this fast. For my story today, it was out of the Wall Street Journal. It's some polling. And you know what's less important for people today than, say, 30 years ago? Or even just a few years ago? Patriotism. Yeah. Religion. Yeah. Hard work. Yeah. What a drop-off, too. Wow. Importance of having kids. Yeah. The only thing that really popped up for Democrats was money. Everything else went backwards mm. and with the Americans in general. And we we can get into more of this later. But the takeaway, the takeaway for me was just it explains a lot oh, yeah. of what people value right now. We got an illness in the country. I mean, it, it really is, man. Talk about an entire country that's sort of lost its way. And I'm not talking about every individual, but I think you get where I'm coming from.
3: No, I think most people would agree with
2: you. Just yeah what we value that's kind of sad okay um one story that i thought i would end up using today for what's my story uh david has teed up and ready to go cnn is warning against digital blackface what you have to hear this they'll make great it's unreal straight ahead the markley van camp erotic show jamie markley david van camp got Robbins. It's okay. We're in the trust circle. Who's here uh, guilty of digital blackface?
3: I don't even know what that is. What is
2: that? I think you are.
3: I am. It's okay. What did I do?
2: Yeah. You sent a meme of a black person. That's what you did?
4: I'm yeah. trying
3: to think if I did that or not. I don't maybe I did. I don't know.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times people will use gifs or or memes to respond to something. Online or in a text. I do it frequently. Um, and apparently if the figure in that video or image is black and you're white, then that is digital blackface. No different than a menstrual show. That's according to <clears throat> experts who spoke with CNN in an article published over the weekend. It's hilarious, man. Uh, digital blackface. The author rights is a practice where white people co opt online expressions of black imagery, slang, catchphrases, or culture to convey comic relief or express emotions. Oh,
3: okay. Now I get it. All right, now I get it. Yes. Yes, I have done this, yes.
4: Digital blackface involves white people play-acting at being black, says Lauren Michelle Jackson, an author and cultural critic, in an essay for the esteemed Teen Vogue. (laughs) Teen Vogue. Jackson says the Internet thrives on white people laughing at exaggerated displays of blackness, reflecting a tendency among
2: some to see black people as walking hyperbole. Unbelievable, man. Okay, so when I use a gift from Pulp Fiction... And I use Vince, yeah, no problem. <clears throat> okay, you know Roy Al ah, well, cheese—that's cool, that sort of thing. As long as it's Vince. Now, if I use Jules, Sam Jackson, yeah, when I'm talking about a foot rub or something like that, and I use—you can't do it because then, see, I would be guilty <laughs> of digital yeah. blackface.
4: Yeah, uh, I love this line here, and I know Scott. This, but did you did you take your heart pills today? Yes. Okay many white
3: tonight i'm good though
4: many white people choose images of black people when it comes to expressing exaggerated emotions on social media a burden that black people didn't ask for <laughs> we are your sass your nonchalance your fury your delight your annoyance your happy dance your diva your shade your yass moments the weight of reaction <laughs> giffing period rests on our shoulders <laughs> holy smokes this is why this this is why you know it seems like comedy is dying a slow death it's it's just because you can't top that as a as a comedy piece that's hilarious
2: yeah i don't think you can man that's really good
4: damn
2: <laughs> that's audio blackface my bad <laughs> audio blackface yes so sorry i've shared
3: a lot of clips from chappelle <laughs> see
2: there you go i know we we'll just call you db
3: god digital blackface. digital blackface
2: that's you man <laughs> you need, Holy you
4: smokes, need to man. repent yes so i have a question though if i sure. share a video or a meme of jimmy kimmel dressed up as Carl Malone where he was actually in blackface
3: impersonating him
4: I- impersonating him yeah is that digital blackface on my part
2: wow man that's a tough one i don't know the rules to that yet
3: <laughs> take that to the it's woke committee cuz it's not really black no yeah, we don't
2: know right, right. or right. Are you trying to do one or the other i don't i don't know what to say about that <laughs> No, I, I, I really don't. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Salem. Nine
8: o'clock.
9: Portland's Morning News, we're done on this Monday. Thanks for hanging with us on FM News 101 KXL. Brett Rekamp and Veronica Carter. Mark Lee, Van Camp, and Robbins are here. Okay, Jamie, David, Scott,
4: what's going on? Nine o'clock, ready to rock. <laughs> During that tease, I did not process moron as two separate words. <clears throat> so I just, it more was more on, more on, more <laughs> yeah. on being held accountable for their, well, you know. violent behavior. I mean, I think either way it works because you can call them moron parents. Yeah. In some cases, not always. I mean, kids go rogue, right? That, that happens from time to time. But sometimes you do have to wonder what the parents are up to uh, when the kid lashes out.
3: You know, Kids Go Rogue would be a great reality show. (laughs) It would. Yeah. Just kids doing all kinds of nutty stuff. Yeah. Album cover,
6: Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I'm guessing, Scott, you're saying that because if you, as you've said on the show before, you like to watch reality shows that make you feel better about you and your life. Yeah.
3: That's why I like the guy eating the seat cushions.
2: Right. And, mar- so,
3: and marrying a statue.
2: Yeah. Kids going rogue, anything you've dealt with as a parent, it's like pale in comparison to watching
3: this on TV. <laughs> and then I, I, I laugh at the guy marrying the statue, but he's not paying alimony. That's hey! true.
2: Yeah. <laughs> What's on the show today, David? Outside of Scott still Billy being bitter,
4: yeah. Uh, Biden claims that MAGA Republicans want to defund border security. Uh, meanwhile, the president of Mexico, also in fantasy land, denies that cartels control parts of his country. <laughs> nope, no cartel problem here. What are you talking about? That's We're a on. It. Okay. <laughs> uh, sensitivity readers are now coming after Agatha Christie novels. Not very well, loving. Th- wow yeah can't wait to try to understand that uh new report shows the fbi had more people in the proud boys than the proud boys there you go uh, and, and a drunk driver was involved in a head-on collision the cops took so long to get there he had time to sober up
2: wow just a catch,
3: catching a break right there huh? crazy oh, wow. story.
2: yeah yeah um on a lighter note did you see this uh well, if you have social anxiety, I'm just going by the headline here. This was in the New York Post. Sniffing a stranger's BO can help with that. Yeah.
6: Yeah, I well, started I, researching that after I, I saw that headline. Yeah. How weird.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, I I don't know. This If you ever get a little bit nervous before the show starts, just hop outside and poke your head in the tent, and you'll be fine.
6: <laughs> I have a more pleasant way to... Ease anxiety.
4: What's that? Yeah. You got to stop.
6: <laughs> <smell> Isn't <laughs> that a little better than <laughs> smelling someone's B.O.
2: Yes. I would say so. This was researchers in Sweden. They took 48 socially anxious women sniff samples of people's armpit sweat, and for some reason it helped. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I don't get that what do you one,
6: think about the women who volunteered to do this? Because it, it was like two days worth of smelling sweat.
2: I don't know what the pay is for that.
4: No. <laughs> I've done worse for less. Well, I mean, the, the houseplants that they keep in their apartments aren't great company long term. So they figure if they can at least smell somebody's BO, they can oh, trick man. themselves into thinking that they're fulfilled.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Man. There's a psychological the breakdown. The hot takes are starting yeah. early this yeah. <laughs> week. They also went through mindfulness therapy as well, which they say helped a little. That alone cut their anxious feelings by 17%. But when they also smelled a stranger's BO, their social anxiety dropped by 39%. So it's effective. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it could
4: be like you get a whiff of somebody's armpit and you're like, well, I don't smell that bad. So at least I feel better about myself.
3: It I'm goes not as back bad to the as Robbins I thought. Theory. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, right? Well, maybe they just don't want to interact with somebody who stinks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we'll get to this a little bit later too. You know who is worth now 2.5 billion dollars? Jay-Z. Wow. 2.5 billion. I mean, not... that dude knew how to invest and knew how to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's doing okay. That's
4: some good walking around money. (laughs)
2: Holy smokes. Y'all have a great day. Thanks. A lot happened over the weekend. A lot to get to. Um, Republicans want to cut border security funding. Yeah, that that's according to the liar-in-chief, President Joe Biden. <laughs> Look at Robbins. He looks yeah. so confused. Well,
3: you just said that, and I'm like, what's the punchline? He said that? So He said this.
4: So he posted on Twitter this photo from he his... He didn't. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. Somebody in the White House who yeah. can still speak English <laughs> exactly. wrote this for him. Uh, but it's the picture... Uh, from his one and only trip to the border in El Paso, where he's shaking hands with a couple of uh, Border Patrol officers who are in a uh, a tactical vehicle and he's smiling, he's got the aviators on (laughs) and then he writes MAGA House Republican proposals would slash funding for border security, a move that could allow nearly 900 pounds of fentanyl into our country just 900 pounds because I think it's been a lot more than that (laughs) But anyway, uh, we need more resources to secure the border, not
2: less, says Joe Biden. Right, of course.
4: True international depression. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude,
2: They just keep doing this. Why did he just say that? How does he just say that? All, you know, to answer the question, I guess it's because there's a certain percentage of the country that actually believes it when they hear it. Mm-hmm. Because they never hear otherwise. They're in a bubble. I don't yeah. know how else to explain it. Well, part of it, too, I think,
4: is is gaming uh, media in general and gaming online media in general. So if you like, you know, you put enough of this stuff out there, most people will never see the tweet itself. But if you were to hit the Google machine and Mm -hmm. say Joe Biden border security funding, one of the top results you're going to get is a quote from Joe Biden saying that House Republicans want to defund border operations and he wants to uh, increase funding For border security, so you'll never actually get the truth of it. But you know, somebody just sort of going through uh, the Google machine and whatnot will see that headline and say, "Okay, yeah." So Joe Biden wants more. Republicans want less. I better vote blue.
2: Okay. So before we go on to the other stuff that happened over the weekend and the stuff that's in the news, what do you think is the best way to try to inform people? Because I think most people would say, hey, if you know about this and you have a friend, relative whatever, that really thinks that, you know, Republicans want to cut border security funding, that you do that in a nice and loving way? Or is it time to start shaming people, (laughs) saying, how could you be such a moron? Are you that gullible? (laughs) Yeah. Do you only get your news from one source? (laughs) Have you ever been taught critical thinking skills in your life? I'm not saying that's the right way to go about it, by the way. I'm not. <laughs> I'm asking work. you the
4: question, David. That would make for a very awkward Thanksgiving. No, I think it's just <laughs> you share. Uh, don't, you know, I know that a lot of people have been brainwashed into thinking that Fox News is just this evil conspiracy theory right wing website and all that stuff. No, share articles from local news sources on the ground and just oh, say, that's a great idea. you know, tell them, look, this is what the ABC affiliate, El no, Paso, had to say about this and just show them the overwhelming amount of evidence that something has changed at least in the last couple of years when it comes to the border and well you might be able to put two and two together and say hey maybe joe biden's policies haven't
2: helped or is it okay to ask the simple question hey kamala she was down there to find out the root causes Mm -hmm. did she figure that one out yet how about mayorkas he said the border was secure so why do we have a problem I mean, those are easy questions, aren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, I think half the people just don't really want to know the truth. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of bury the head in the sand. I've had these beliefs forever. I've trusted NBC for the last 50 years, and I'm not going to stop now. Yeah.
3: Well, if you asked Majorca that question, he'd say we don't have a problem there. <laughs> he'd just say that. I of course mean... he
2: would. Yes. Okay. Let's move on to the big rally that happened in Texas over the weekend. Yeah. Oh, Trump.
4: Yeah, Donald Trump held a campaign rally in Waco over the weekend. And, uh, you know, (laughs) the interesting thing to me is I've watched uh, most of the speech is that a lot of it had to do with just him and him airing out grievances. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily in the funny way that he used to. There was never really the tying into here's how this is a bigger deal it was all about you know going after political enemies and of course i mean he has every right in the world to do it and i think obviously what's happening with the manhattan district attorney who's trying to indict him apparently for the payout to stormy daniels from 2016 i mean that's garbage everybody knows it's garbage yep um but man it's like when you're making the case that you should be reelected to me you got to be telling people why how can i improve your life and a lot of it seemed to be uh focused on his own issues
2: yes we've seen that in the past yeah but he, then he would kind of bring it back around yeah to how this is going to be better for you I, but, you know i i read about it but i hadn't heard the audio but you actually heard it and saw it
4: yeah I thought this was kind of interesting. So he's been going after the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, a whole lot because he sees Ron DeSantis, who's not even formally running for president yet, as his biggest threat in the Republican primary for the 2024 presidential election. Um, And when he was teeing off on Ron DeSantis over the weekend, it is kind of interesting how muted the reaction seemed to be from the crowd. And this kind of reflects what we've talked about. To me, at least. And I don't want to taint the jury here, so I guess just roll it out. Okay.
5: Roll it. And I said, I can't give you an endorsement. There's no way you can win. You're dead. I said, you can't win, can you? How do you can win? Sir, if you endorse me, I'll win. Please. Please, sir, endorse me.
2: He's talking about DeSantis when he was yeah. governor. Or yeah. running for governor. Running for governor the first time. Okay, so he was begging. Yeah. That's what Trump's saying. I got it.
5: So what happened is... I said, let's give it a shot, Ron. And I endorsed him, and he became like a rocket ship. Within one day, the race was over. He got the nomination. Then he had a run against a man that was the hottest in all of politics. Now, he turned out to be a crackhead. But I did rallies for Ron that were massive rallies. We then got him the election. He said, I don't think I can make it because the other guy was really popular, believe it or not. He was going to be the next president of the United States, but that didn't work out too well. They caught him in a crack den.
2: Crack <laughs> <laughs> okay, den. The enunciation there is classic yeah. Trump for sure.
4: Of
5: course, anything goes in politics today, he can maybe make it. Maybe he's
4: going to make a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I, what I noticed, though, when he's calling Andrew Gillum, that's the, the Democrat who's running against Ron DeSantis the first time around. Mm-hmm. Um there was a lot more laughter going after Andrew Gillum than there was him going after uh, Ron DeSantis. And I, I don't know, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it just seems like there are a lot of people in my life I know who who absolutely want Trump to be the nominee. They want Trump to be president and be, and win the, the 2024 election. Yep. But
2: they don't hate Ron DeSantis either. No. No, this is a different deal, man. This is like being in a room Where you got someone that's ripping on people and people are laughing. But then they start ripping on someone that most of the people there like. And it's a different reaction. And no, I don't think you're reading too much into that. You know, the other part is, okay, let's say that, yeah, Ron went begging to Trump, please endorse me. Okay, that's fine. I think people are judging DeSantis now on the job that he's done as governor of Florida. And people love what he's done. I mean, he's fighting all the time. I mean, there's an onslaught of everything from the left, and he seems to be doing well fighting it all. And you can't help but think, well, Don, hey, I'm here to help, not to hurt, but you endorsed Dr. Oz, and he got beat by a a guy that couldn't talk. You know, you endorsed a lot of people (laughs) in the fall of 22 that didn't win. So, I mean, where are we now? What are you going to do now, I think is the question. Well, where's the vision part
3: about Joe Biden? and where America is, rather than pound-of-flesh speeches.
2: I suppose he thinks That's my it, question. Well, I mean, he, he's thinking this is like it was, you know, in 2015, and i got to take out my competitors one by one, and DeSantis is the big one right now, maybe the only one. So he's going to continue to do that, but I don't know if it's going to be successful or not.
3: Well, we'll see. we got plenty of time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I saw this over the weekend. Um, there's a big UFC fight in San Antonio at the AT&T Center. And Holly Holm, if you've heard that name before, you're like, wow, yeah, where where do I remember Holly Holm? She was the first person to beat Ronda Rousey back in 2015. And at age 41, um, she's trying to become a champion again. And so she wins her fight. And the reason this is in the news is because after she was successful in the fight, she had a message for the crowd. And the message was all about protecting our kids. From wow. being sexualized. And I thought, holy smokes, man, this is really something.
6: To I, need to I just feel it's really sad the sexualization
0: of our children right now, and we need to protect them. But be like, the children, the children,
2: Do and so, care? you know, you're wondering, okay, what's that about? Then, you know, the after fight presser, she talked about it a little bit more. Use your post fight speech
3: to use a platform, I believe, to um, sort of speak out against the sexualization of children. I'm curious if you wanted to use your platform again now to sort of go into further detail.
6: You know, there, there's a lot of things. I don't ever want to be uh, not like a r- real political person. I don't like to put that stuff on, on any of my social media because or, or, I think there's just – but there's also just right and wrong, and I feel like everybody should be on the, the same side on that. I don't...
2: Okay, stop there for a second. I think there are so many people that are in that camp. Mm-hmm. This shouldn't even be about politics. This is about protecting kids. You're prescribing puberty blockers and mutilating their genitals after, what, two visits because you're confused about your identity? This is absolute insanity. So I love the fact that she took the opportunity to actually speak it.
6: I don't feel like that has anything to do with left side, right side, or anything like that. I feel like everybody should be wanting to protect our children. And and there, there's there's stuff that is there's a lot of child trafficking and i mean that's like the extreme part but it there's there's a lot of a lot of levels to it um you just see it almost being more accepted and i think that that's really sad um so i just feel like we should all do what we can i know it's like a lot of people don't even know what to do but if I can at least have a voice on it, then that's something I can speak out on it, and it's just to get everybody together to, to protect children. It's, uh, childhood is really affects people in their in their long term life too. I mean,
2: um, she just goes on to say everybody can use their voice on that. I, we should all be on the same side. This is the weird thing, right? I mean, why is this divisive? Because
3: I don't. I mean, I really can't wrap
2: my head around it. Because you have the people that want it to happen keep saying. If you don't affirm, these kids are going to kill themselves. And people believe it. And, you know, a little bit later, I'll play you part of an interview from someone who is a counselor to these kids that now feels terrible about what she's done and wants to alert everybody this is Uh, not the way to go about it. Yeah, I mean, it's like the school thing, right? I mean,
3: there was a time, and I recall it, that they were demanding parents get involved. Get involved. Get involved with your kid's education. Be involved. Be a parent. Be... No, don't be a parent. Let us do it. We got it. <laughs> Leave them alone. I mean, it's a complete 180.
2: It's early in the week for you to know, lose your but crap. I
3: good golly. I mean, I don't know why we can't agree on some things. I, it, yes. This doesn't make any sense to me.
2: No, doesn't make sense to a lot of people.
3: Don't get involved in your kids' schooling. I've got it. <laughs> they want to be called a different name, don't worry. i got it.
2: All right. Much more to get to. Including Utah banning kids from using social media without parents' approval. Uh-oh. All coming up. Yeah, you, know, you do everything you can to keep your blood pressure in check, like
3: exercising and eating right. As somebody who's had heart issues like me, it's really important. And now I've
2: got Super Beats Heart Shoes on my side. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, Super Beats Heart Shoes Polyphenol Compound is nearly two times more efficient at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. It means more energy, circulation, and blood pressure support. And they taste great. Yeah, it's kind of like
3: eating fruit snacks, only they don't look like dinosaurs.
2: And this is important. In a leading clinical study, Super Beats Heart Shoes Polyphenol Compound... We're shown nearly two times as effective as promoting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. So double your potential with Super Beats Heart Shoes and support
3: nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, blood flow, and heart-healthy energy.
2: Go to GetSuperBeats.com to find out how you can get a free 30-day supply of heart shoes plus free shipping with your first order. Use discount code MVCR and get an extra 15% off.
3: That's getsuperbeets.com. code MVCR.
10: Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, and I'm still mad at timeshare companies. For over a decade, I've been fighting to clean up the timeshare industry by getting folks out of bad timeshares. But after all those battles, I'm still asked, how do they sell timeshares for $25,000 when they're available online for only a dollar? Here's how they do it. They lie. They tell you timeshare's a great investment. You can go anywhere, anytime, or your maintenance fees will never go up. Everything they do to get you to sign is part of a well-planned trap. If you've ever been held hostage at a timeshare presentation and bought, Wesley Financial Group is here to help. To date, we've canceled timeshares for over 16,000 families. I guarantee you this. If we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for
3: your free timeshare cancellation guide. 800-311-4114. That's
11: 800-311-4114. 800-311-4114.
5: Hi, this is Nicholas Cage. When you're a teenager, there are a lot of things going on that can produce stress and anxiety. The pressures of school, dating, and the future in general can seem overwhelming sometimes. But there are healthy ways to deal with stress, ways to reduce it and channel your energy in positive
12: directions, and you don't have to do it alone. The Will Rogers Institute has a free booklet with some really helpful information. For your free copy, visit WRInstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter.
13: Hi, I'm Jeff Gordon. As a four-time NASCAR champion, nothing is more important to me than winning a race, especially the race to cure children's cancer. Each day, more than 40,000 children are undergoing cancer treatment at hospitals throughout the United States. Cure Search for Children's Cancer supports the research and treatment for 90% of those children. Only research cures children's cancer. Join the Jeff Gordon Children's Foundation in supporting this winning team. Get involved at curesearch.org.
14: Cancer is a big idea for a small child. She dreams of being a figure skater. We're trying to figure out what to do next. Each school day, two classrooms of children are diagnosed with cancer. The
6: doctor said there's hope. I'll be brave, mommy.
12: If I could just take her place.
14: It's okay, daddy only research cures childhood cancer. Give today. You can help fund this life-saving research to conquer childhood cancer. Visit CureSearch.org today. Hello, this is Michael Douglas. Pneumonia can be dangerous, especially for older people and for those who have diseases like asthma, emphysema, or chronic bronchitis. Fortunately, there's a vaccine that can immunize people against one of the most common forms of pneumonia. If you're over 60 or have a chronic lung disease, ask your doctor whether a pneumonia vaccine would be right for you. It could protect you from a serious illness or even save your life. A message from the Will Rogers Institute. Visit us at
12: wrinstitute.org. Asthma, chronic bronchitis, emphysema, tuberculosis. These pulmonary diseases affect millions of Americans daily. And if you already suffer from one of these ailments, then you're well aware of the problems that you face. For over 75 years, the Will Rogers Institute has provided health education and research for all. For more information, visit wrinstitute.org or call toll-free 877-957-7575. And find us on Facebook and Twitter, The Will Rogers Institute, since 1936. Kathy Ireland for The Will Rogers Institute.
1: Are you worried that your kids aren't spending enough time being physically active? The best fitness is family activity. Ride bikes, play soccer, or just take a walk through the neighborhood. The important thing is to get your children moving with you. For more information on family activities and fitness, call the Will Rogers Institute.
12: Call toll free 877 957 7575 or visit wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter.
5: All right, it's
2: the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Morley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Anybody see how much cool military stuff the Taliban has now? Yeah. They made made a calendar. (laughs) So, boy, they got all these photos. Well, yeah, I've seen them all. Yeah. After we withdrew from Afghanistan in August of 2021, and we were talking about, hey, what about all the equipment that we have there? And then the powers that be at the time said it's best just to leave it behind. What? Billions of dollars worth of stuff, just leave it behind? The Taliban's going to have it. Ah, what are they going to do to repair it? They don't yeah. have the parts. All right, we took the spark plugs out. So <laughs> with these photos that uh, the Taliban released, they mentioned the Ministry of Defense for Afghanistan said 300 destroyed vehicles in the 205th Army Corps were restored. Talking about intermediate military vehicles that were destroyed and unusable, now ready for use by the technical team, Of the Abu Dajana Brigade of the Batter Army. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So you're talking about 150 trucks, 125 Humvees, some assault tanks, um, Humvee ambulances. Um, It says it should be mentioned that hundreds of other vehicles have also been restored due to the efforts of the engineering and technical teams of the Ministry of National Defense. You got that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, their industry started up churning out creepers mm-hmm. so they could all get under it fix. well they had that new program with the women to learn how to fix these things yes oh wait a second no they didn't no. <laughs> don't they know the world is watching i
3: thought they did that's, that's what, what was thought. going to deter them what about the world is watching them repair tanks yeah what
4: what what happened to the strongly worded letters I'm not not
2: I don't know, man. Our Secretary of State seemed to be on it. We we sent letters to people. The world was watching, and they didn't seem to care. It's really strange. We we'll warned this. them too. I, I, that was one that we warned them.
4: If Joe Biden tries to uh, start going on a massive gun grab in this country, like he'd like to do, mm-hmm. I think you just need to start identifying as a Taliban member. <laughs> He'll let you keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Better off just keep that one. That's all right. But but no, the world is watching.
2: Okay. Right. That's our tax dollars, man. Billions of dollars. Somebody mentioned, you know, no one got fired. No. No. They're all still there. Someone else reminded, yeah, there was one person that got fired. It was the person that complained. What are we doing? Right.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that now. Yeah.
2: He got booted out of the service. See you later. (laughs) Wow, man. What an absolute debacle. News out of Utah. This is spread across the country. They just became the first state to ban kids from using social media without their parents' approval. Set to go into effect of March 1st of next year. So the governor signed two bills designed to shield kids from social media and protect their mental health. The second bill basically says, and see if you understand it this way, the companies like TikTok can't intentionally make their apps addictive. If they do, parents and kids can sue them now.
3: What does that mean?
2: Yeah, I don't. (laughs) It's
3: tough, man. What does that mean?
4: Yeah, I think opening them up for lawsuits is maybe I I can kind of see that because, I mean, they they did the same thing with other companies that were harming children, uh, tobacco companies being the biggest Mm -hmm. one when it came to advertising. But, I mean, the whole idea of developing any sort of product is to get people to keep coming back and wanting more. So I... I don't really understand that part of it. Like, how do you ban someone from creating a a service that someone wants to
3: use? Who determines what's addictive and what isn't?
2: Yeah. They're going to go after the food companies, too? Yeah. I I doubt it. Um, They said what it would look like is everyone in Utah would have to verify their age to use social media sites like Instagram or TikTok, whatever. Um, And even with a parent's permission, kids won't be able to access social media between 10.30 p.m. and 6.30 a.m., So under 18 accounts would be blocked from scrolling for those eight hours. I don't mind that at all.
4: I like the effort. I don't know how workable it's all going to be. I don't know either, man, but but it's
2: it's really interesting. Laws
3: that don't affect me, I'm okay with.
2: (laughs) Oh, you got to hear this audio we'll get to in a second. Regrets of a trans care specialist. This is wild. Straight ahead. (laughs)
9: A dental sealant is a thin coating that's painted on teeth. It's a quick, easy, and painless way to help prevent cavities in children. Sealants prevent the most cavities when applied soon after permanent molars come in. That's about age 6 for first molars and age 12 for second molars. Sealants can protect against cavities for up to nine years. They can be applied in dental offices or using portable dental equipment in community settings like schools. Although the number of children in the U.S. with sealants has increased over time, low-income children are 20% less likely to have sealants and twice as likely to have untreated cavities than higher-income children. Untreated cavities can cause pain, infection, and problems eating, speaking, and learning. Applying sealants in schools for low-income children could save millions in dental treatment costs. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash Vital Signs.
13: My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I spend a lot of time in my backyard. I feed the birds and the bees. I love my flowers. The color in my garden keeps the pink in my cheeks i was very independent thought i could take care of myself i fell and i had to have meals on wheels i love them they're my savior and i look forward to volunteers because they've all become my friends
16: it's meals on wheels.
13: america Let's do lunch.
16: One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Being around too much loud noise like a leaf blower or rock concert can cause permanent hearing loss. And once it's gone, you can't get it back. Hearing loss is the third most common chronic health condition in the U.S. Almost twice as many people report hearing loss as diabetes or cancer. The louder a sound is, and the longer you're exposed to it, the more likely it will damage your hearing. Repeated exposure to noise can cause stress, anxiety, depression, high blood pressure, heart disease, and many other problems. Hearing loss from loud noise at home and in the community can be prevented. Avoid noisy places. Use earplugs, protective earmuffs, or noise-canceling headphones when near loud noises. Keep the volume down when watching TV or listening to music and using earbuds or headphones. Get your hearing checked and ask your health care provider how to protect your hearing from noise. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash vitalsigns.
9: Heroin use and heroin-related overdose deaths are increasing among people from all walks of life in the United States, Most people are using it with other drugs, especially prescription opioid painkillers. Using heroin along with other drugs or alcohol compounds the risk of overdose. States play a key role in prevention, treatment, and recovery efforts. States can address the strongest risk factor for heroin addiction, addiction to prescription opioid painkillers, by improving prescribing practices. For people already addicted, states can improve access to substance abuse treatment services and expand access to naloxone, a drug that can reverse the effects of opioid overdose. Everyone can learn about the risks of using heroin and other drugs, get help for substance abuse problems, and learn how to recognize and respond to an overdose. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash vital signs.
2: All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Gen Xer, Millennial, and, of course, the Sexy gloomer. So I heard this podcast. It was Jordan Peterson talking with Sarah Stockton, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist. Okay. Long story short, um, she really regrets what she's done over the last several years because she has helped kids to transition and now seeing what she hadn't been taught before she started doing this and now the damage that has been done um she's trying to write it the best she can and i guess she's hearing from people all over the world that are in this field that want to speak up but have an incredible amount of fear um she's a clinical supervisor of a psychotherapy group practice in central new york and so She actually published one of the very first mental health assessments utilized to assess youth's readiness to begin medical treatment for gender transition. So that's what she did the first part of her career. And she would actually teach medical facilities and doctors and schools how to provide what is commonly known now as gender confirming or gender affirming care. She was at the forefront of that. Um, part of the interview, she actually talked about the first time she talked to a detransitioner and how it had an effect on her.
7: Seen a lot of concerns. So one of the things that really surprised me in life was when I met my first detransitioner. And one of the things that was really surprising about that was when they were my client originally, they had no gender dysphoria. They had no body dysphoria. They moved away to mm. California, and they were gay and they transitioned and and fully facial reconstruction. I came back and I didn't recognize them and they said they made a mistake. And I was like, how did this happen? I, I worked with you three years. I never heard you discuss body. And it's an option like you said about modern day conversion therapy that it would be probably just easier if I was female instead of being gay and they transitioned and they made a mistake. And that was my first like, wow, this is happening to people who didn't even have body dysphoria.
2: She goes into that a lot of cases of now, if you are gay, they're trying to get you to transition. If you're a younger person, it's crazy. Because it used to be with gender dysphoria, you felt like you were in the wrong body for years and years. Mm -hmm. And now kids are coming in, well, I felt that way for six months. Yeah. Okay. Let's get you on the path. Puberty blockers. Everything else.
3: Shouldn't there be or is there that I don't know about an uprising within the gay community that there, they're trying to talk gay people into doing this?
4: Yeah, there, there is uh, a, a pretty... I'm just not hearing
3: about it, I guess.
4: Uh, you hear about it from time to time, but a lot of times, too, there are folks in that community that are also afraid of... Because, I mean, listen, the, the trans activist class is vicious. Yep. They are... Vicious, and they can make sure that there is real-world consequences for what whatever you say against them. And so, if you are in an area or in a particular uh, field for your job that tends to skew more liberal, there's a real threat that you will you can lose everything if you speak out against it.
2: That's if, part of her fear right now that it's going to happen. They're actually going to document from here on out how her career is affected yeah. interesting yes very much so well and jordan peterson talked about like, out there the new definition of woman now
0: horrendous complexity of well full surgical transformation which first of all isn't possible except in the most in the shallowest possible manner i mean you can build a man a vagina that will function badly for sexual purposes, but it has none of the other functions of the actual parts. And it's as if we've reduced, this is something I find particularly reprehensible, it's as if we've reduced the concept of woman to um, whole usable for sexual
4: activity. Have you ever heard it put that way before? Well, I mean, we kind of joke about it, but there was actually an effort to rename, you know, rename women as People who have a front hole. Yes. Like, that's crazy. As soon as he said that, I'm like, the front hole thing. Holy mackerel. I mean, it it is completely wild. I think think it's also interesting that this woman, who is a professional in in this field, would not realize along the way that this was wrong. Or it would take uh, some pretty profound... Uh, moments in her life to get her to understand how bad this was. And it's kind of this concept that, I mean, I I refer to it as the idiocy of expertise, which is when you get so deep into a particular field of study that you lose sight of common sense.
2: Well, and you believe what's being taught to you by the people that you hold in high regard, the professors. It's nuts, man. You know, I got more clips of this to play throughout the show a little bit later on because, I mean, you're going to get to – what they're teaching some kids in fifth grade, um, different, different things that's happened to her son, actually. Um, you know, as far as kids identifying as what they feel, she's already dealt with kids identifying as animals. I mean, all this happens because it's madness.
7: And I don't want to. I, I hope no one hears disrespect towards the Lgbt community. I work a great deal with them. But I want to go back to our professional standards. Just this year, we, in my profession, they released a Lg Tp,
2: She even has trouble with it. Plus it's okay.
7: Guidelines. And I don't mean to be funny, but that plus really makes me nervous. I don't know what that means, and I don't know what the protective class of that means. I will tell you that I have kids identifying as as animals, right? And those things are happening. It was a joke when we started. Oh, now you're going to have someone identifying as a lamp, right? And I'm telling you, people are coming in with... Yep. Remember we joke about
2: age, you just identify as yeah. a different age mm-hmm. Oh, listen.
7: The trans ageism is right there. I mean, if you can feel like a boy, if you can feel like a boy, you can feel like a child.
4: yeah, mm-hmm. it's fascinating, man. i I can't wait for this to catch on, man. Again, I am going to absolutely crush the other kids at t ball.
2: It's going to be awesome. <laughs> If you ever wanted the answer, when's it going to be David today? <laughs> it's that day. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a professional T-ball league? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to more of that a little bit later. It's this time of the show. We do this uh, every day about this time. Looking at stories all over the place. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention today, David. What's your story?
4: So we talked about this movement before. Publishing companies have started hiring so-called sensitivity readers. They're censors. They censor speech that is deemed harmful. Uh, do you they, realize,
3: do you realize, and I just want to interject this right now, uh-huh. do you realize that sensitivity readers get paid yes. to be sensitivity readers? Yep. So they can never run out of targets because they run out of money.
4: <laughs> They'll just, it, it's yeah. got to
3: continue. This thing just feeds on itself after a while.
4: So, sure. They've gone yes. after Gah. You know, Dr. Seuss, Roald Dahl, uh, now they're going after mystery writer Agatha Christie because she, Agatha has some, Christie. Yeah, she has some language that is deemed harmful by 2023 standards. I mean, you're talking about a woman who was writing starting out, what, the 1930s? Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, there probably is some language that's not up to the standards of wokeism in 2023. But now it's we gotta <laughs> censor it and put out new editions of it. The the Telegraph was the first one to flag this. Uh, like there's one line about children from 1937's Death on the Nile. Yeah. Uh, a character complains uh, about children. They come back and stare and stare, and their eyes are simply disgusting, and so are their noses. And I don't believe I really like children. The edited version just says they come back and stare and stare, and I don't believe I really like children. Uh, the word native was replaced by the word uh, local, and there are other things that are insensitive. But I I think this sort of completely loses sight of why literature is important to study, because you do actually—it's a time capsule. Yes. You understand? It doesn't yes. mean, like, am I going to sit here—like, one of the phrases that's offensive uh, was Indian temper. Am I going to sit here and say, we need to be able to say Indian temper? no. But at the same time, when you're just completely erasing what <laughs> – when you're completely erasing history and the time capsules that literature provide for us, mm-hmm. you're doing damage to humanity and to generational knowledge that gets passed down. It's not just about Agatha Christie, but it's it's about – what we know about ourselves moving forward. You can't just whitewash things away and make everything better.
2: That's what they want to do. Oh, absolutely. They want to erase it all.
3: Shania Twain has, man, I feel like a (laughs) person.
2: Man, I feel like a front hole haver.
3: (laughs)
6: All
2: right, Scott, what's your story?
3: Well, I'm moving to Idaho for this one. Uh, Now, you guys know, and I know you know for sure, Jamie, there is a nationwide shortage of drugs. What are you including about? the lethal injection drugs, and I say this because you, we all have problems filling prescriptions sometimes, right? Yeah, Adderall's bad. Yeah, we know that. Well, it's happening all over the place, and one of those is the lethal injection drugs. So, Republican Governor there, Brad Little, signed a bill that would allow the death penalty to be enforced via a firing squad. Mm-hmm. The measure is going to pass, and it will become law, and it's going to start now. Well, Gavin Newsom weighed in. He said, because he's always spot on with his mm-hmm. takes. The GOP are so pro-life; they believe death by firing squad is humane, (laughs) holding the lives of vicious criminals above those of innocent unborn children. Yeah, that's a great comparison, you jag.
2: This, you've really got got yourself wound up today. Did you lose something in your brackets? Did they break? (laughs) Are you uh, kidding me? Something happened because you seem like you're in a mood today, man. For sure. I had three sweatshirts and a hat. I wore
3: them all and they all lost. Every Are you single serious? yes, every single okay. one. Okay. Every wow. single one. I tell you what, my Gonzaga hat on, loser. Yeah. Kansas, loser. hmm On and on it went.
2: Yeah, I would imagine. I knew there was something going on. I oh, Illinois. Illinois
3: it. was my first one.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'll make this fast. For my story today, it was out of the Wall Street Journal. It's some polling. And you know what's less important for people today? Than say 30 years ago, or even just a few years ago, patriotism, yeah. religion, yeah. hard work. Yeah.
3: What a drop off, too. Wow.
2: Importance of having kids. Yeah. The only thing that really popped up for Democrats was money, <laughs> everything else went backwards. And mm. with Americans in general. And we, we can get into more of this later, but the takeaway, the takeaway for me was just it explains a lot oh, yeah. of what people value right now. We got an illness in the country. I mean, it, it really is, man. Talk about an entire country that's sort of lost its way. And I'm not talking about every individual, but I think you get where I'm coming from. No, I think most people would agree with you. Just yeah. what we value. Mm-hmm. That's kind of sad. Okay, um, one story that I thought I would end up using today for What's My Story, uh, David has teed up and ready to go. CNN is warning against digital blackface. What? You have to hear this. They'll make great. It's unreal. Straight ahead. Spring is almost here, and I'm ready to dig into the new flavors with HelloFresh. Not
4: only does HelloFresh deliver great-tasting recipes to my door, their new dietitian win options under 700 calories make it easier than ever to stay on track with my wellness goals.
3: Or if you're looking to power up with protein, simply choose from new protein-smart recipes, like one-pot pork or creamy Dijon dill chicken featuring 30 grams or more of protein, first serving. I love to eat well, but
4: I hate the hassle. That's why HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients that cut down on prep time and food waste and save an extra trip to the grocery store.
3: And since their produce travels from the farm to my doorstep in less than seven days, I know what I'm eating is fresh.
4: Why not taste for yourself? Join America's number one meal kit today and get 60% off plus free shipping with code MVCR60 at
3: HelloFresh.com slash MVCR60. That's code MVCR60 at HelloFresh.com slash MVCR60.
11: Breaking news. Tax refund
16: shock is everywhere, but what is it? My
15: tax refund shrank. Mine too.
16: The culprit, pandemic-related stimulus payments and tax credits expiring. In this reporter's opinion, you need a tax expert.
11: Hey guys, Jackson Hewitt guarantees your biggest refund.
16: And tax prep is 50% off? Going there now.
11: 50% off is a limited time offer for new clients filing at participating locations. Max value $200. Visit jacksonhewitt.com 50 for terms.
3: Honey, come here,
8: quick. What is it? Shh,
3: check it out. All these highly rated wines are under
8: $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. (laughs) Nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. (laughs)
5: Whoa, that's a low
7: price. I mean, whoa,
17: that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly. B-21.
5: Hi, this is Nicholas Cage. When you're a teenager, there are a lot of things going on that can produce stress and anxiety. The pressures of school, dating, and the future in general can seem overwhelming sometimes. But there are healthy ways to deal with stress. Ways to reduce it and channel your energy in positive directions.
12: And you don't have to do it alone. The Will Rogers Institute has a free booklet with some really helpful information. For your free copy, visit WRInstitute.org and find us on Facebook and
13: Twitter. Hi, I'm Jeff Gordon. As a four-time NASCAR champion, nothing is more important to me than winning a race, especially the race to cure children's cancer. Each day more than 40,000 children are undergoing cancer treatment at hospitals throughout the United States. Cure Search for Children's Cancer supports the research and treatment for 90% of those children. Only research cures children's cancer. Join the Jeff Gordon Children's Foundation in supporting this winning team. Get involved at CureSearch.org.
14: Cancer is a big idea for a small child. She dreams of being a figure skater. We're trying to figure out what to do next. Each school day, two classrooms of children are diagnosed with cancer. The doctor said there's hope
6: i'll be brave mommy
12: if i could just take her place
14: it's okay daddy only research cures childhood cancer give today you can help fund this life-saving research to conquer childhood cancer visit curesearch.org today hello this is michael douglas pneumonia can be dangerous especially for older people and for those who have diseases like asthma emphysema or chronic bronchitis Fortunately, there's a vaccine that can immunize people against one of the most common forms of pneumonia. If you're over 60 or have a chronic lung disease, ask your doctor whether a pneumonia vaccine would be right for you. It could protect you from a serious illness or even save your life. A message from the Will Rogers Institute.
12: Visit us at wrinstitute.org. Asthma, chronic bronchitis, emphysema, tuberculosis. These pulmonary diseases affect millions of Americans daily. And if you already suffer from one of these ailments, then you're well aware of the problems that you face. For over 75 years, the Will Rogers Institute has provided health education and research for all. For more information, visit wrinstitute.org or call toll-free 877-957-7575. And find us on Facebook and Twitter, The Will Rogers Institute, since 1936. Kathy Ireland for The Will Rogers Institute.
1: Are you worried that your kids aren't spending enough time being physically active? The best fitness is family activity. Ride bikes, play soccer, or just take a walk through the neighborhood. The important thing is to get your children moving with you. For more information on family activities and fitness, call the Will Rogers Institute.
12: Call toll-free 877-957-7575 or visit WRInstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter.
2: The Markley, Van Camp and Roddick Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's okay. We're in the trust circle. Who's here uh, guilty of digital blackface? I don't even know what that is. What is that? I think you are. I am. It's okay. What did I do? Yeah. You sent a meme of a black person. That's what you did? Yeah. I'm
3: trying to think if I did that or not. I don't maybe I did. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times
4: people will use GIFs or or memes to respond to something. Online or in a text. I do it frequently. Um, And apparently if the figure in that video or image is black and you're white, then that is digital blackface. No different than a menstrual show. That's according to experts who spoke with CNN in an article published over the weekend. It's hilarious, man. Uh, Digital blackface. The author writes, it's a practice where white people co-opt online expressions of black imagery, slang, catchphrases, or culture to convey comic relief or express emotions.
3: Oh, okay. Now I get it. All right. Now I get it. Yes. Yes, I have done this. Yes. Yes.
4: Digital blackface involves white people play-acting at being black, says Lauren Michelle Jackson, an author and cultural critic, in an essay for the esteemed Teen Vogue. (laughs) Teen Vogue. Jackson says the Internet thrives on white people laughing at exaggerated displays of blackness, reflecting a tendency among some to see black people as walking hyperbole.
2: Unbelievable, man. Okay, so when I use a gift from Pulp Fiction... And I use Vince, yeah, no problem. <clears throat> okay, you know Roy out cheese—that's cool, that sort of thing. As long as it's Vince. Now, if I use Jules, Sam Jackson, yeah, when I'm talking about a foot rub or something like that, and I use—you can't do it because then, see, I would be guilty <laughs> of digital yeah. blackface.
4: Yeah, uh, I love this line here, and I know Scott. This, but did you did you take your heart pills today? Yes. Okay many white tonight. i'm good though many white people choose images of black people when it comes to expressing exaggerated emotions on social media a burden that black people didn't ask for we are your sass your nonchalance your fury your delight your annoyance your happy dance your diva your shade your yass moments the weight of reaction <laughs> giffing period rests on our shoulders holy smokes this is why this this is why you know it it seems like comedy is dying a slow death it's it's just because you can't top that as a as a comedy piece that's
2: hilarious yeah i don't think you can man that's really good
8: damn
2: <laughs> That's audio blackface. My bad. <laughs> audio blackface. Yes. So sorry. I've shared a lot of clips from Chappelle. <laughs> See there you go. I know. We we'll just call you DB. God. Digital blackface. Digital blackface. That's you, man. You
4: need, Holy you smokes, need to man. repent. Yes. So I have a question though. <laughs> if I sure. share a video or a meme of Jimmy Kimmel Dressed up as Carl Malone, where he was actually in blackface,
3: impersonating him.
4: I- impersonating him. Yeah, is that digital blackface on my
2: part? Wow, man, that's a tough one. I don't know the rules to that yet. <laughs> take that to the woke it's committee because it's not really black. No, yeah, we don't know, right? right or he right. trying to do one or the other? I don't. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> no, I, I. I really don't. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show.
10: Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, and I'm still mad at timeshare companies. For over a decade, I've been fighting to clean up the timeshare industry by getting folks out of bad timeshares. But after all those battles, I'm still asked, how do they sell timeshares for $25,000 when they're available online for only a dollar? Here's how they do it. They lie. They tell you timeshare's a great investment. You can go anywhere, anytime, or your maintenance fees will never go up. Everything they do to get you to sign is part of a well-planned trap. If you've ever been held hostage at a timeshare presentation and bought, Wesley Financial Group is here to help. To date, we've canceled timeshares for over 16,000 families. I guarantee you this, if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for
3: your
11: free timeshare cancellation guide, 800-311-4114. That's 800-311-4114. 800-311-4114.
2: The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update. David Van Camp.
4: Getting some more information <clears throat> about the tragedy in Nashville at a private Presbyterian school, uh, Covenant School, in Nashville. Uh, a woman murdered at least three students and three adults at the school. Initially, the police said she appeared to be. Uh, in her teens, but uh-huh. they are now saying she was a 28-year-old woman. She was shot and killed by police um, after going through the school with a couple of rifles and a pistol. Um, and so that's that's what we know as of right now. And, of course, uh, politicians and activists are already coming out before we know anything about this or before we know anything about what led to this. Uh-huh. And immediately it's guns, guns, guns. Uh, The White House Press Secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, just moments ago, came out and said the same thing. Goodness gracious, come on.
8: How many more children have have to be murdered before Republicans in Congress will step up and act to pass the assault weapons ban?
2: Okay, do you want to take this, David?
8: Well,
4: I... I mean, again, okay, let's say, for the sake of argument, we've gone over this a million times, but for the sake of argument, there's an assault weapons ban. Let's just say that happens. Okay. Okay? You really think that somebody who would walk into an elementary school and murder people is going to register her firearms with the state or with the federal government? Nope. You really think that that's actually going to solve anything? Because the experts would actually say, and Stanford did this huge study about the 94 assault weapons ban, that it didn't actually do what they thought it would do in terms of preventing death, preventing murder by firearm. And I'm sorry, but but my possess, my legal possession of firearms did not contribute to this tragedy.
2: Nope. It, 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 I had nothing to do with it. This is what they it. do every time. Yeah, they every they time. They use a tragedy for political gain. Yeah. Is there ever want. Sarm America.
3: Is there ever talk of any other consideration when something like this happens? I mean, it begins with guns, ends with guns, with no other conversation about how these things are happening and why.
2: Oh, that's just what the left does. It's guns, it's,
3: and then there's guns. That's it.
2: Yes. Well, there was an anti-gun activist that crashed the press conference yeah. there.
4: Yeah, you got Nashville police out there giving information as to where parents who are concerned about their kids... Can go get resources, and this nut job shows up and says, Oh, she just happened to be on vacation in Nashville, uh, and she saw this breaking news and then decided to go and crash the press conference.
2: Roll it.
17: Aren't you guys tired of being here and having to cover all of these mass shootings? I have been lobbying in D.C. since we survived a mass shooting in July. I have met with over 130 lawmakers. How is this still happening? How are our children still dying, and why are we failing them? Gun violence is the number one killer of children and teens. It has overtaken cars.
4: No. That's that's playing with the math quite a bit that's what and that's that's what these groups like every town and yep. uh, all these uh, gun grabbing groups do all the time cuz <clears throat> they're talking about under 18 and a lot of the people that they lump in with children dying are kids who are tragically they're involved in gang violence you're talking about gang members killing each other yep which sadly uh, w- yes, absolutely. That's a tragedy that that happens, but that has nothing to do with me buying an AR-15.
2: Well, not only that, it never gets media coverage. Yeah. Because it doesn't fit a narrative. And they're never really interested in getting the guns off the street. Because as you just talked about, within the last half hour, there's somebody else that was caught with an illegal gun and is right back out on the street yeah. and then paralyzes a woman. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, you know, I had already, well, I sent you this story earlier today to talk about today. It just reminds me, and yes, I, obviously, this is a tragedy. But I just saw where there's dozens of deaths across New York involving the, quote, zombie drug. Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah. What is Drink? this? Drink. Well, it's a drug that's used to sedate animals, and it gets mixed with fentanyl. Is killing people all over the place. God. Even Chuck Schumer told reporters during a press conference that the drug had spread from Syracuse, Albany, Rochester, and greater New York City. And called on federal authorities to fund efforts to deploy a control team to stop the drug from being distributed. He said this drug is a nightmare. It's dangerous. It's deadly. It's here. We have to fight and fund I mean, a lot of these drugs have come through the southern border. No one wanted to do anything. It's going all over the place. I mean, this is, I mean, what is it, over 100,000 deaths, drug overdoses? Mm -hmm. And then that record was topped last year? Yeah. And if you're going on figures this year, it's going to be near the same, if not another record? You know. Some people pick and choose their tragedies, I guess.
3: Yeah, well, that's a good way of putting it, but yes.
2: You know, and I had a couple of clips of this earlier. Switching gears to the trans issue with kids. Because the left and the likes of Karine Jean-Pierre will always talk about gender-affirming care. Best thing you can do for a kid, or they're going to kill themselves. And there's no statistics to back that up. Well, in that world, there's no other option. That's they it
3: either have the gender affirming care or they'll kill themselves
2: and the interview of Dr. Jordan Peterson and Sarah Stockton Who is or you know still is a clinical supervisor of a psychotherapy group practice in central, New York? It was pretty eye-opening Because I'll, you know what? I'll cut to the chase as what she says in the end Because she's been doing this for years and didn't really know what she was doing just from what she was taught from her professors and, you know, talking about if you wanted to get into the whole gender thing, you had to pass certain tests which basically meant you already somewhat believed in the ideology and then you would get moved on up to where you would actually be a counselor and then you were the person that could get kids prescribed puberty blockers and then surgeries. Remember, oh, no one's operating on kids. right? right. Remember that all that BS? Um, and, and she said she just doesn't want kids to be butchered anymore. So in the end, she has felt bad about her position. That's why she wants to sort of sound the alarm.
7: I have, heard. I'm not going to lie, personally felt very bad that I was a part of this.
2: Yeah, and in the end?
7: I feel like I'm going to spend the rest of my life fighting for children not to be butchered anymore.
2: It, it's... Fascinating to listen to the whole interview. Um, she talks about what <laughs> this is crazy, man. That you know how you can just believe what teachers may tell you, professors, and then you just become indoctrinated into it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You could totally see this happening to her. Listen to how she frames this.
7: I think about it in hindsight, and I said this to you in the letter. I was taught to talk to 10 year olds about dildos and clitorises and. And again, I haven't seen any pictures of my naked. Uh, bodies of any of my other clients. Right, and it, it was and it was taught under the umbrella. It's Lgbt, It's okay. And. Why didn't I question that in hindsight? I, I, you know, I consider myself to be intelligent and I am critical thinker, but I didn't even question that.
2: That's so.
4: freaking jarring. Well, it, 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 well, one, why do you call them groomers? Hmm. <laughs> uh, right. Two, uh, yeah, I mean, it goes back to the whole idiocy of expertise thing. You know, you're in yes. this environment. You are way in the weeds in something. And you think, okay, well, this person and that person who I respect, uh, they they have made a compelling case. And if you just, like, stop by an Applebee's sometime and mention that to the bartender, the bartender will tell you you're an idiot. But Mm -hmm. you're just so caught up in your particular field of study that you just lose sight of common sense. Well,
2: the other part, this is the last thing I'll play, at least today, is talking about the money part of transitioning. Because it's massive business now. And a lot of investments have been made. And she said this
7: most hospitals, whole financial budgets are required are on this. And I think that's a piece of it. I became needed. You know, I became a specialist and I have personally get, you know, taught endocrinologists how to have a career that just rely so many surgeons and doctors that I know don't have a career unless kids are sick with this. So...
0: Jesus, yeah, that's something we didn't delve into at all, right? So you have a whole bureaucratic apparatus that's predicating its financial viability on an endless stream of victimized children. Yeah, my God.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's where we are right now. And we have people in charge saying this is the only way to go.
3: I feel like I need Johnny Cash. <clears throat> I really do. I really feel like after we do something like this, just to, just to sort of... Put it on into perspective. Because we all want... I need to be reminded of what... Justice you, in the end. What justice is about, yes. Because there's got to be some comment for these people.
10: Tell them God's gonna cut them down. Tell
3: them God's gonna cut them down. Thank you, Johnny. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was We good. all needed to hear that today. Um, David, is the Mississippi TV anchor story on a lighter note? Yes. Okay, I yes, thought it kind
3: is. of, yeah. I mean. I, I
4: think okay. it is, yeah. Um. So, this longtime news anchor in Jackson, Mississippi, is no longer on the news team because she quoted Snoop Dogg. What? Uh, yeah. This was on WLBT. Barbie Bassett is her name. And the morning crew, they were kicking around a story about Snoop Dogg's new wine. Okay. And then this happened. It's cringy, but uh, anyway, just go ahead. Okay.
10: Before we know it, she'd have a Snoop Dogg tattoo on her shoulder. A shizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> I'm telling you. Julie, what do you think about that?
4: She got blown out. Apparently that that was no different than saying the n word. I never knew that. I I, thought, I never knew that. And
3: she probably didn't either. No, she didn't. No. I may be learning something right now. Huh? I I did after I saw this video. I'm like, I, I because I saw it the first time. I'm like, what did she do? Right? What'd she do wrong? What I had did no she idea. Do? Wrong. Yeah.
4: I I thought it was. What are kind you not of, supposed to say? It's it's the nizzle part apparently. Yeah, the nizzle. That I guess you say that, and that's well because that's uh, that's Snoop Dogg talk for the N word, and so therefore it's exactly the same. I I think it's funny that Charlemagne the God, the yeah. radio host who has become apparently he is the spokesperson for black people, yes. uh, at least according to Democrat politicians who go on the show on the campaign trail. Yeah, yeah, he, he was kicking around. He goes. What did she say that was wrong? (laughs) She probably this is an older white lady. Probably didn't know what that was. Is that a reason to get fired? I wouldn't
3: think so. (laughs) Fascism. That's okay. Yeah, it's the other part. Yes, the other part. Yeah, but I yeah I I don't know. It's
4: one of those times when. Oh I hear gosh. Charlemagne Vagad say something, and I'm like, yeah, bro, we're we're in lockstep here. And then somebody else said, oh, well, you know, one time uh, she also called someone's grandmother grandmammy, uh, which I honestly, I did not realize that that was supposedly a racial slur. My grandmother, white lady, we called her mammy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's just like a, a southern thing or, or what, but... Okay. I've heard Mammy before. Apparently, that was uh, that was supposed that was supposedly something she had to apologize for a while back. Oh my goodness, I don't, man! I don't know. The whole
3: world gone crazy. It,
4: happens. it, happens.
2: Yes. it really Oh happens. yeah, definitely. Jeez. It's insanity. It's peak insanity. Well, you know, you got to retruck bottom sometimes to turn it around. That's what they say. Wow. Um, we got to get to the FBI. Having more people in the Proud Boys than the actual Proud Boys. Oh, That and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, we're hearing a little
4: bit more and a little bit more reaction from the White House after this tragedy in Nashville, uh, where at Covenant School, it's a private Presbyterian school in Nashville, a 28-year-old woman uh, walked in and opened fire and killed uh, 30, or I'm sorry, uh, three children and three adults the police who responded immediately they got in uh, found her on the second floor shot and killed her Uh, so a total of seven including the shooter are dead there Uh, the white house has already come out and said well how how many more children have to die before republicans get with us on an assault weapons ban and all we don't know anything about what led up to this No no idea no, we do not. Um, so it is extremely premature to start talking about any of this stuff. But that's opportunism. That's what they do. They campaign on, on blood, and they try to use people's emotions to get around uh, logic.
2: We don't even know what happened.
4: And so is Corrine Jean-Pierre now trying to walk that back? A little bit, yeah. So a reporter in the White House press briefing room said, hey, you know, Tennessee's a b- big gun culture state. Do you think this will shock them into
2: seeing things our way? Oh, my goodness. Well, this was the first statement she had. Yeah.
8: How many more children have, have to be murdered before Republicans in Congress will step up and act to pass the assault weapons ban?
2: Okay, and here's the latest. One. Tennessee
8: is obviously a, a state with um, a gun culture as a part of its uh, identity for many uh, Tennesseans who live there and believe in a agul- gun culture. Do you think um, there is any component of this like having a female uh, suspect? Highly unusual. Um, like a single-digit percentage of this, that could be a point for him to address to try to break through on a subject that has thus far not made change in the legislative realm. So, look, I, I'm, I know that uh, the reporting on the shooting is still coming out. So, don't. I want to be very mindful and not get. A, I've heard that. I've heard or watched those reportings as well before coming out. So, I just want to be very mindful to not get ahead of. Of. Um,
3: you already did. Since when are you mindful of getting ahead of something? We don't have all the facts. i'm
8: sure there'll be an investigation they'll look into it just want to be careful from here Mm -hmm. Uh, look the president's going to continue to take action to reduce gun violence um, because this is a priority for him and he wants to save lives
2: okay i mentioned this real quick Um, the new house oversight committee investigating the political weaponization of the justice department this is on the proud boys case um the trial, the chapter leader, preparing to call a witness this week, but ran into a problem. Their witness was turned out to be a confidential informant for the FBI <laughs> who had been spying, spying on the defense team. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. We can get to more of that later. Biggest story, obviously, is what's going yeah. on in Nashville the and the response in to it. Yeah, it, it, you know what? I'm, I, I've already said prayers for those families. It's awful what they're going through, and you hope that, so much support will just help them through the coming shoot now it's hours days weeks i mean it's just unthinkable and then to hear that joke of a white house press secretary use it the way she does it's disgusting
3: well, they take no time now they jump right nope. in
2: yeah oh, okay well we'll get to an update on that and then oh robbins you got your top three stories of the day yeah the trifecta straight ahead. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh,
4: Police say a uh, woman murdered at least three students and three employees at a private Presbyterian school in Nashville. She was killed by responding officers. They initially were saying that she appeared to be a teenager, but now the cops in Nashville are saying that the shooter was a 28-year-old female. No word on any motives just yet, but the ghouls in the media and the ghouls in politics are already out there. Jill Biden has spoken about it.
3: Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh. Uh,
4: here, Here's that clip if you want to hear it. Dr. First Lady, Dr. Jill okay. Biden talking about this.
8: You know, I, I hate to say what I'm going to say next because. Then
2: shut up. Good.
8: You know, you're so enthusiastic and with so much energy and hope and I feel it. But while you've been in this room, I don't know whether you've been on your phones, but um, we just learned about another shooting in Tennessee, a school shooting. And I am truly without words. And our children deserve better. And we okay. stand, all of us. We stand with Nashville in prayer.
4: Okay. Yeah. It's it's the usual stuff. They're going to go out. Talk, I mean, the White House has already talked about uh, an assault weapons ban because the the killer in this case uh, apparently had two rifles and a handgun. Again, we don't know anything about the motive. Anything about any potential red flags? We don't even know that she acquired the weapons legally, we have no idea. I'm not saying she acquired them illegally. I just I don't know. We don't know. And you're already going out there and profiteering off of this. And and the reason is because you gotta you gotta push the narrative as quickly as possible so that those pesky little facts don't actually get in the way of a narrative.
2: Yeah, there's a lot. That could be possible. I mean, there's no reason for us to bring up what it could be or Mm -hmm. what it could not be because we don't know. I mean, it seems like that it was good reporting that it was about 1013 when a call was made to the cops. And by 1027, the shooter was dead. So as soon as they got on site, they went to where the gunfire was. And I'm guessing at that point, don't know for sure, but they probably saved a whole lot of lives you just don't know yeah well, what else this if the shooter was going to go after more people if that was targeted i doubt it it's probably going to go after more people but again we don't know
3: i'm just reading about this gun control ghoul that took over the press conference yeah the that... woman from highland park illinois yeah who was in nashville seeing her sister-in-law Except she told CNN she was there because she met a like-minded activist and they were to meet in Nashville. Hmm. And just so happened to be there when a school shooting took place. Now, coincidental perhaps, but it certainly is strange. Hmm. Hmm. And again, I'm not implying anything other than I'm well, just reporting what people are saying.
4: I mean, it, it, if nothing else, I mean this is this is going back to what my initial point was. You you just push out the narrative before you have any facts, and and media puts this lady on. So here, here the the backstory here is Nashville Police were doing a press conference, letting people know what was going on what the next step of the investigation was going to be, where parents could be reunited with their kids, what information and resources would be be available to them, and this gun control advocate shows up, crashes the press conference, and starts yelling at media about, you know, are you tired of this or whatever.
7: Aren't you guys
17: tired of being here? having to cover all of these mass shootings. I have been lobbying in D.C. since we survived a mass shooting in July. I have met with over 130 lawmakers. How is this still happening? How are our children still dying, and why are we failing them? Gun violence is the number one killer of children and teens. It has overtaken cars.
2: Hold on. Mm
4: -hmm. You want to fact check that? Yeah, that's not true. Um, They Routinely, And by they, I mean gun control advocates routinely fudge the numbers on that uh, to include like 17 and 18 year olds who are gang members who are shooting at each other and generally not using AR-15s and generally not using legally obtained weapons. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's a, It is a lie. It's it's not just misleading. They're just lying to people. Again, it's to push a narrative before any facts come out. Uh, because most people remember the initial story,
17: mm-hmm.
4: but never see the follow-up or the correction. I mean, how many people out there still believe that Border Patrol agents were whipping Haitian migrants? Right. The follow-up yeah. doesn't get nearly the amount of coverage as the initial scandal. And no. so they're, they do the same thing, and they're doing it. Uh, based off of the deaths of children, which is why I think they are ghouls. This is absolutely ghoulish to do. And then CNN puts this lady on without ever verifying her story, without ever checking in on who she is or what she was actually
2: doing there. No, she's a gift to CNN because that's the message they want to put Mm -hmm. out there, but at least it's not one of their people doing it. I'm sure they're going to be doing another town hall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Robbins, you ready for your three? Yeah, let's roll, man. All right, let's do this. Are you ready?
15: One, two, three.
2: It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least
12: according
3: to Scott Robbins, it's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show.
2: Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' trifecta, always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kaser.
3: We watched a lot of basketball this weekend, Casey and I did. Yes. I'm ready. Unfortunately, we picked some losers, but that's okay. Three. <laughs> Uh, Number three,
4: uh, the state of Idaho has enacted a uh, trans bathroom ban.
3: Yeah, United, uh, under Senate Bill 1100, uh, from July 1st, public schools in the state will be required to provide separate facilities for male and female students, including bathrooms, locker rooms, showers, dressing areas, and overnight accommodations. There are real and inherent physical differences between men and women, the bill states. Ah! (laughs) Now, I look at this and I, well, of course. Again, in a country so divided, can we all agree that we can't? No. We can't. No. Every person has a natural right to privacy and safety in restrooms and changing facilities where such person might be partial or in a full state of undress in the presence of others. The natural right especially applies to students using public school, restrooms, and changing facilities where student privacy and safety is essential. And we plan on doing that with this bill. And if you don't accommodate the state bill, we're going to fine you, and every student is going to get $500 a day that you don't do this. Wow. So they're not messing around here. They're not playing. Of course, everybody's chimed in now. This is going to put kids' lives in jeopardy and blah, blah, blah. And again, I go back to this all the time because I just can't understand why, as a parent, if you have a daughter, even if you have a son, why you would approve of a guy undressing fully naked with the wedding tackle, as David so eloquently puts it, (laughs) hanging out in front of your daughters in high school. You wouldn't. No one's okay with that, are you? Really? Most reasonable people. Are not. Even unreasonable people, i got a feeling, could, could come together <laughs> on this one. It's like, no, I don't want my daughter seeing this. No. Of course. Yes. And the countdown continues. <laughs> oh, Scott Robbins trifecta yeah. top
4: three of the day. Two. Uh, this was a funny article. I saw this as well over the weekend. Nearly 100, well, I'll start out here. The Babylon Bee. Yeah. Babylon it, Bee. Uh, is a uh, Christian, tends to be more conservative, satire site.
3: Would you say it's the best satirical site on the internet right now?
4: Uh Yeah. I would, too. Yeah, I would. Uh, Nearly 100 Babylon Bee satire articles have actually turned true.
3: (laughs) And they've become reality. Hmm. Verifiable, fulfilled prophecies from the folks at the Babylon Bee and their founder and CEO, Seth Dillon. He explained that the problem isn't that our satire is too close to reality. It's that reality is too close to our satire. So the jokes write themselves. Some of the things the bees have the bee has been prophetic about to improve public perception. Kamala Harris is taking likability lessons from Hillary Clinton. That was published in July of 2021. A month later, Axios reported that a former Clinton advisor hosted a dinner with prominent Democratic women, including Clinton's former spokesperson, to discuss how to defend Vice President Harris from bad press. And here's another in case you forgot. Uh, We did. They had one about how Trump had claimed to have done more for Christianity than Jesus. People went crazy. Trump said, I have done more for Christianity than Jesus was ridiculously fact-checked. Then he came out in an interview and said, declared very stunningly, nobody has done more for Christianity and for evangelicals or for religion itself than I have. That's from the Babylon Bee. That's just a couple of examples, but I found it very funny.
2: By the way. Yeah. I hadn't looked at the bee over the weekend. So I just checked it out. Yeah, what's the headline? Moses breaks another set of stone tablets after walking in on Israelites drag queen story hour. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I go there. You know, you're the one that turned me to the Babylon B. I didn't yeah. know about the Babylon B
3: until you told me yeah, about it. I've been a fan ever since. Yeah. yeah, it's good.
2: Now on with the countdown. Scott Robin Strepe that Scott's top three of the day up to number one. Number one, NPR.
4: Uh, had to make a correction after they claimed that there's not any evidence that men have an advantage when they compete against women in sports.
3: They did it much slower than you just did it, but Mm -hmm. there's little scientific evidence that men have advantages in sports. They made that claim. And, of course, now the claim has been taken down because people went, are you out of your mind? That's insane. Correction, they said. An earlier tweet incorrectly stated that there is limited scientific evidence of physical advantage. Existing research shows that higher levels of testosterone do impact athletic performance. But there's limited research involving elite trans athletes in competition. So they kind of backpedaled on it, but not really. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's Babylon B right there, and it's real.
2: Okay, NPR. That's probably a topic for another time. Yes. It 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 is satire in a way, if you well, listen yeah. to some of it. It's insane, man. And there you have it.
3: Well, Jamie, as you well know, we've researched this article, and
2: what we found here is... What yes. does NPR even stand for? National Public Radio. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was No Pros Remain.
4: (laughs) And now a new song from the Lebanese lesbian psychedelic folk ska band, Computer Glue.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good, man. The B-side is Flying Carpets. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, we got to get to another news update. And, well, it was a busy weekend for Nemrods. We got Nemrods in the news coming up right here. You don't want to miss it. The monthly Van Camp and Robbins show, Jamie martin David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, David Van Camp, many updates today.
4: Yeah, so we're following the developing story out of Nashville, the tragedy where three children and three adults were murdered at a private school. Uh, the shooter in this case was a 28-year-old woman, according to Nashville police. And uh, so you know you're hearing the usual talking points going out. Oh, we're going to ban assault rifles. Blah blah blah. We don't, we don't really have any knowledge as to motive, how the guns were obtained. We're not. Again, we're just not sure. I'm not no. I mean that that that's really it. Uh, and so Joe Biden did come out today, and he was. It was a pre-planned event for I guess uh, women-owned small businesses. I think it was. Okay. And how I saw it advertised at first was he started out by giving a brief update on the Nashville shooting. That's not actually how he started the speech, though. Do you want to hear how he started the speech? Yes, of course. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. (laughs) By the way,
3: I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. (laughs) Dang. My goodness. Wow. When every instinct you have is wrong. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> this is a perfect example. I mean,
4: I'm not I'm not sitting here saying, oh, you need to jump right in and talk about it. It's so all whatever. But no. But that's like the story right now in the United States. And your White House has already commented on it. And you can't at least just say, hey, look, we're following the updates out of Nashville. Our thoughts and prayers, of course, are with the victims. Just be a normal yeah. person. That's all you have right. to Exactly. That's all you have to say. That's all
2: you have to do. I mean, there's such a thing as reading the room, reading the situation. But he doesn't make sense most of the time. Why well, expect it today? That's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> hmm Man, that's something. And, you know, as you've said already, David, we have no idea. Motive anything else. There's a bunch of stuff, as you would imagine, already floating around online, but you have no idea. Mm-hmm you know what it's about
3: yeah you don't know anything right now it's all speculation and
2: it is pretty disgusting how some on the left are taking extra shots because this happened at a christian school (laughs) man to have that much hate in you must be something to bear each and every day Wow, that is something, man. All right, got to get the Nimrods in the news. Roll it out. When the going gets tough... Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber.
1: All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins
2: show.
5: I love the poorly educated.
2: All right. Nimrods in the news. Well, we'll start in Austin, David. Had a story about Austin earlier. Um... You know, a guy burned down a building downtown Austin last week while trying to make nachos. How could he do that? Well, he was lighting a bag of chips on fire. Uh, His name (laughs) is John Daniel Banks. He's 32, had been staying in the building without permission, so he was squatting. Apparently he had a bed, but not a stove. So he lit the bag of chips on fire to cook the nachos. And then the flames spread to his bed. Mm. He said he tried to put the fire out, but eventually left when We came back. Second floor was engulfed. Huh? With How the about that. With the, with the cheese, ready to go. It was melted. Yeah. Um, he's facing arson charges, up to ten years. Golly. And then in Minnesota, <laughs> cops pulled this dude over Friday night. Driver handed them his driver's license and a get out of jail free card from Monopoly. For real, a real one, orange one from the game. <laughs> You figure yeah, it is a little wrinkly, maybe he had this for a while just waiting to use it up. Uh, we still don't know what he got pulled over for, but it didn't work. The police shared a photo of it on Facebook and said, unfortunately, the state of Minnesota does not recognize this as a valid document. Mm-hmm. Points for effort though. In jail. And that's Nimrod's in the news.